0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever listening to this episode 245 of the Tree Talk podcast. Myself, Jack Neville and Matt O'Callan of the Bee Club Observer and Vale Star. Another very busy episode for us to get through. We obviously have the ladies All-Ireland Junior final this Sunday. Another All-Ireland final for us to forward to Matt. We also had the start of the Hurling Championships over the weekend. We have two special guests joining us from the start. So it's going to be a very, very busy but enjoyable pod. So stay tuned for all that and
1: more. the game, we get old with what you put in. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it. No more about it. But
0: not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high
2: and over the bar.
1: Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods. and she gives you give 50 pence, you can't get the pounds worth of goods. Can you? He just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley to deal down to Tomas O'Shea. He deserves to score from here. One and a half. Let me print out there from the war court today. The no more about in the middle of the run, that was it. Put the ball over the bar the fact that that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We had a couple of injuries. Here comes Kieran Carey. Carey leads the charge of the left today. 45 minutes out. He's a chance to score. It's gonna it. the number. There's no sympathy in this game for anybody.
0: No, as you'll see there on the screen, the Wi-Fi gremlins have caught Matt as always, but delighted to join by Limerick Ladies captain Roisin Ambrose and manager Graham Shine ahead of this weekend's final. Lads, how are you keeping?
3: Good, Jack. Thanks. Good, good,
0: Jack. Thanks. I suppose Graham, I'll come to you first. What's what's the mood like in the camp from your point of view as you as you build into the final this Sunday?
4: Ah, oh, shots is great, Jack. Uh, we last three weeks have been brilliant. Um, once we got over the line against Fermanagh. Um, look, training has been brilliant. Of course, it is every girl in management. We're also uh, um, excited about Sunday, you know. And um, look, if you we weren't excited the last three weeks, look, you wouldn't be into football, you know. So everything is brilliant at the moment. Um, I just can't wait now, really, to get going on Sunday, you know, to dragging one with bit this week. All right?
0: Yeah. Was Was the three weeks a bit too long for you?
4: Yeah, we could. Have, I suppose the two weeks would have been great, you know. But look, with the hurling, the hurling winning as well, I suppose it was great. Give the girls a bit of a, a bit of time as well to enjoy that win as well. So, yeah, look, it probably worked out brilliant in three weeks. It worked out brilliant, but as I say, we're raring to go now. Uh, we just can't wait now to head off Saturday.
0: Rochin, what's it been like for you for the last three weeks?
3: Oh, it's been brilliant. Like, I'm sure, at the end of today, we're in, the, in all, all, ooh, an all Ireland final. Um, I think winning the semi final against Fermanagh was a huge boost for us. Like, I don't know. Um, I, like I know, we all believed that we were going to win the match, but the way the match panned out it proved rather difficult. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the mood in the camp has been brilliant the past few weeks, um, and yeah, we're really looking forward to this Sunday.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll I'll I'll go through the game there in a minute in quick, Graham. But for you as a group to get over that semi-final, because obviously have have fallen at hurdle a good few times, it must have been a huge monkey off the back.
3: Teeny definitely, like what was it? We got to the All-Ireland Final in 2018. Um, We were intermediate in 2019, got relegated. So 2020, 2021 and 2022, we we lost the semi-final year after year. So it it was huge. Like, it was absolutely brilliant. I was so emotional when we won the semi-final. Like, it was just, I suppose, a relief, really, than anything that we were going through to the All-Ireland Final.
0: And did you feel a sense of relief, Graeme, for the girls to just get over that hurdle? I'm delighted Jack,
4: I was delighted myself as well it was like, uh, I don't know what feeling it was like, it was just the pressure of the, uh, probably the last two seasons there, you know, you're you're always nearly there and you just couldn't get over the line, whatever the reason was you know, as I say, we probably lost only a few games in the last couple of years and they were all vital, important games and for some reason we just couldn't uh, couldn't put our finger on it really, so I know leading into that semi-final, now the girls were in a great place and our minds seemed to be a lot more focused, and I don't know. We just seemed to be in a a bit more better, even at half time. There, when things weren't going well, you know, and um, you could see in the dressing room that it, there was just that belief that we would get over the line. And uh, when that whistle blew after six minutes of injury time, you know, I was just it was just amazing feeling. You know, um, for for just to see the girls and their families, just the delight of uh, getting into that All Ireland final. I said it from the word go to the girls. You know, you just get there. Get there, get to the final and like every game then is a 50-50 after that. So yeah, it was massive and uh, you could see what it meant to everyone, you know, and uh, look, we were probably on the pitch for an hour after to be honest, you know, so it was great, Jack.
0: Yeah, there was a a huge pouring of relief there, but the game itself, Graham, it was, uh, it took a while to get going. I suppose it's safe to say there was nearly 25 minutes on the clock before there was a score, but I I suppose for for the side to, to bounce back after concession of the goal, just for half time, showed, I suppose, great hunger, great determination, great character from the team.
4: Yeah, look, um, to be honest, that day, the conditions were poor enough that day. I know I might have seen it in the TV and stuff, but it was poor enough that day. And uh, we created chances, and kind of both defences were well on top. You know, the amount of turnovers was unreal, and it was a very fast game. And um, look, we had chances. We probably missed four or five frees, to be honest. Uh, we took all chances, we missed them. And then we got sucker punched, but they got a goal and they kicked a pint or two and went in at time. I think four points down. And with 27 minutes on the clock, there was nothing in it. Um, but as I say, look, we refocused again in the dressing room and a lot of dressing room is player-led, you know. Um, the girls know themselves what they, we need to do to up the standards. And uh, uh, look, Cueva McGrath came on that day and probably kicked her first. Her first kick was a free and she then she kicked six, you know, so... Look, that's what got us all over the line. But the, the actual, the intensity, the team effort, the work rate, to to make the runs and the hard running it was, and uh, for men, were pulling us back and getting frees, and Queaver was popping them over, then. and That was it was hard work to be honest. Jack that won that game.
0: Yeah, we were never going to get into another Final easily, area. So you know, ju- as you said, it it's just about getting over the line in those days.
4: Get, look, um, look, they're there for winning. Semi finals are for winning, you know, and. Um, you could win by 10 points or a point, it doesn't matter. Uh, you just have to win when he blows that whistle once you're on top. Um, and look, we didn't play great, as I say, in the first half, but it was a funny game. We Probably on stats-wise and stuff, we weren't bad, you know. Um, it was just both teams are really defensive and uh, the ball was slippery and you know, nerves, a lot of nerves as well. A lot of nerves, um, a lot of nerves probably from us even, that You know, semi-final again, what happens if we don't get over the line? And... Um, yeah, but look, as I said, the real character um, Sean, in the second half. And like I said to the girls there, we've we've been in loads of scenarios during the year. We've been up five points, down ten points at half time, and we always seem to battle really hard in the third and fourth quarter. And um, yeah, so look, as I said, massive relief. Probably didn't play the best, but sure, look, as I said, they're for winning, and we won, and we're we we would not be here today if we didn't win. So. Um yeah, over the moon can we have for Sunday.
0: Roisin, what's your, I suppose, take on the game itself? for you anyway worried at half time?
3: Um, you know what? I wasn't worried. Um, I had confidence in us. Like we were trying to do the right things, just the scores weren't coming off. Um, like I think we dropped four or five balls into the keepers' hands, a few wides. Um, like we were creating the scoring chances, but they just weren't coming off. So I knew at half time, like if we really focused on that and like even giving more ball into the forwards that we were going to get on top eventually. And look, that happened. Thankfully, um, it could have very easily have went in from Anna's favor, but it went in our favor, thank God. And like, just to see Cueva McGrath come on the field and throw throw those points over the bar. Like, I suppose it gave us another boost of confidence, like to see cueva 19 years of age, come on and I suppose lead us, lead us on, and that's what she did. She was brilliant, like.
0: There's a huge squad depth there, Ross, in that you know if things aren't going right for the players on the field, that you have players to come off the field, and a great squad bond there as well.
3: Oh, Genie, there is like, and I suppose you hear so much about um the panel of the play- of players, and it's not all down to the certain fifteen, and with us that definitely it is, th- it is that way, like um. We've such talent, and like there's younger girls, and obviously they want to be starting. But like Jeannie, when they come on the field on Sunday, like there's going to be no stopping them. Um, I suppose they've no fear. Like they're just they're brilliant. Like um, the likes of let's say, kay Kennedy. Like she's so young, and like she she has no fear. Like she'd come on and just throw the ball over the bar. No bother to her. Um. But yeah, yeah, it really is all about the panel and like on Sunday it's not going to be down to the starting fifteen players. It's going to be that five those five subs that come on. Um, they're going to be the difference.
0: What's it like for you, Graham, dealing with, you know, a squad that first of mm-hmm. all the players know that they can't rest in their laurels, that there there's a, a player to go on, on the sideline. But for you that if things aren't going right, that you can trust those players coming off from the bench.
4: That is great. And this year, the standard of player, <clears throat> the standard of young player coming in has been unreal, you know, um, been really impressed with the quality and the, as I say, their skill level, their skill set is a lot higher than than I'd seen last year, probably with the younger girls, you know. Um, so it's just great. Like, it's hard. It's We have 33. um, You can only pick 15. um, 15 won't be starting. And then you have three girls on the extended panel, Jack, you know. um. But the standard is really high. There's a bright future in Limerick, you know. Roisin there is probably only 22 or three, you know. Um, And there's a lot younger than her under there, 19, 20. So the standard is really high. Girls really fighting for places. um, Our A versus, uh, our green team, we call it white team, um, are savage games. Like, you know, they're so ferocious. Every girl working to get onto that team. And no matter when you turn around the next day above in Croke Park and whatever player you look at to come on and do a job, you're 100% confident that she can come in and just fill into that spot and that's a dream for a manager you know that you know that behind your back there's serious quality um looking to come on and hungry to come on and as i said i've said this a lot in interviews the girls very passionate a bunch of women from limerick you know um they love limerick and like to wear that jersey is a massive honor for them and you can see the way they get behind the hurling so much and they just love limerick and uh I think that's half the battle. And when you call in one of them with a limerick jersey on, you know, you're getting a hundred percent check. So as a management, from a management point of view, it's a dream to what we have at the moment. And going forward, this bunch of players, if they stay together, there's a, a massive special bunch coming um, with Limerick. Um so uh, yeah, it's for us it's very easy, tough to pick it, but it's a I'd love to I I'd rather that any day um to have thirty-two or three good girls than uh, trying to find girls, you know? So, yeah, it's brilliant for us, brilliant for Limerick going forward.
0: Yeah, and you'll also be no strangers to your final opponents, uh, a repeat match against Down. Obviously, Beachy in, in the first game, Graham, in, in Newcastle West, uh, must have learned a lot from that day.
4: Yeah, look, I, it's it's kind of funny, Jack, you know, um, we looked at it and we analysed it. We played well in the first half um, against the wind. Um, in the second half, Some reason they kind of won probably more kickouts than their own kickouts at a high percentage on that. Um, They move the ball quick. They move the ball down the channels really quick, and they're good scorers. Um, Natasha Ferris and stuff there. They're good players. Uh, We've learned a lot, but look, we really focus on ourselves. And as I say, the last three weeks have been very positive. The girls are really sharp. Um, Last night, last Sunday, training stuff. Everything's really sharp at the moment. And uh, look, once we look after ourselves. Uh, Of course, we're going in as underdogs. We know that uh, Down have only been beat twice this year. Um, And the two teams that actually beat them are in the intermediate final on Sunday. So, yeah, look, we know we're going in as underdogs, but we love that and we relish that. And once all girls hit that pitch Sunday too, we'll be well up for that game. So um, We have a lot done in ourselves, as I say, getting back to your question, a lot done in ourselves. Of course, we've looked at uh, at Down, but the main focus is ourselves that we perform and... We need to perform. We probably didn't perform against them in Newcastle West, so we know we need to perform on Sunday.
0: Did the fact that you're both true already play into that at all? Do you think? You know, it's obviously uh, a different um, circumstances
4: this Sunday. I, I went out to win it, like you know, I told the girls we want to win, you know, and every time we put on a Limerick jersey, we win, and we were disappointed that we lost, to be honest, and probably disappointed with the performance in the in the second half, and look, the goal came at a bad time, and. The goal swung it for us or swung it for them. And look, we sat down after we had a good old chat and we focused in and from an end. As I say, everything is positive. These girls know themselves. A lot of it is player player-led. roisin there and the girls, uh, Katie and Yvonne, the three captains there, it's player lead. And they know themselves that they underperformed in the second half that day and that won't cut it on Sunday. So uh, yeah, no, we're ready to go now.
0: Roshin, you are looking forward to another crack? That fair
4: <laughs> You're
0: looking forward to getting another crack off down.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, I suppose it was disappointing to lose to them in Newcastle West with it being a home game and all. But I suppose we can't dwell on that too much now. Um, We can only look towards the future. And the future is Sunday now, I suppose, to get the win back. Um, Look, we didn't perform well in Newcastle West, but a performance is everything on Sunday and we really need a good team performance. Can't be let down to any player. Um, and that's what we do. We we play as a team. And as long as we come out with that team spirit on Sunday, I don't think there's any stopping us, to be honest.
0: You're obviously going back to Crow Park. You were there in, in 2018, very young at the time, coming in as captain now. What's what's it like in, in the villa this week <laughs> compared to 2018?
3: Yeah, I was only telling someone the other day that I actually don't think I remember any of 2018. Like, I was only... Um, I was just finished my Leaving Cert. i sure I hadn't a clue what was going on. I was just going through the motions, I'd say. Um, I don't even remember playing, to be honest, in Grove Park. <laughs> it was all just um, a blur, I suppose, really. Um, but yeah, and looking into it this week, I suppose I'm just appreciating things that little bit more. Um, I'm probably soaking it in. Um, I'm focusing more on my game. I'm not really thinking about any other distractions, really. Um, and yeah, I'm just really, really looking forward to it and grateful that we're getting the opportunity.
0: Do you feel pressure as captain at all?
3: No, no. Um, I think because we have so many leaders on our team, like we have the likes of Cathy Mee, who was captain in twenty eighteen, um, we've Albert Quaid who played in the twenty ten Nile Ireland, like we've so many leaders on our team. Um, it's not let down to me. I don't really have to do much to be honest. Um, it's just a title really at the end of the day. Um so yeah, no pressure really, to be honest.
0: It's uh, all all of you are leaders on the field, is it more than one yeah. individual? Oh,
3: definitely. Absolutely. We've leaders on and off the field. It's brilliant to see. Um, it's a positive thing to be seen.
0: Graham, how do you find, you know, going into the game with such young squad and so little that played in Crow Park? Do you think it's nearly a blessing that you know that you can you can just go in with no fear that you don't really know what today is about, or would you rather a few more had experience of it?
4: I, I you said the word, I was just going to say fearless, you know. Um they just seemed to be the last, as I say, three weeks. Now we've just knuckled down, you know, we've trained hard and of course we mentioned Crow Park, but um we've we haven't you known we haven't seen nervousness around the place or I just think we're just taking it you now as another game on the journey, you know, and at the start of the year we had targets and this is another target and as I say, when you're young, when you're eighteen, nineteen, twenty, up to twenty-three, whatever. So you're fearless, sir. So, what more would you want, Dunny, playing in core Park or in the final day? Since, as I said, since uh, I'm going there all my life and I probably had to pay for every time I went there, and it is free on Sunday, so I can't wait for it, you know. And that's like the girls will be the same. And I told them last night, enjoy the memories, you know. Of course, they want to be nervous, but enjoy isn't. It's a special occasion and they'll come around very few times. You don't know what's going ahead of you. And when you're there, enjoy it. Of course, they'll be nervous, but use the nerves in a positive manner. and, I can see these girls jumping out their skin on Sunday, you know, and um, as I say, look, they're a fantastic bunch, and if they can just, we just kick now on Sunday, I don't think Nevis will be a problem, Jack, tell him the truth.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll throw over to Matt O'Callaghan there, who's in and out as the yeah. stream has gone on, but Matt, you might get a question there before you follow it again.
2: Yeah, before the Gremlins um, rush in, you, you're one of five, I think, survivors from the 2018 squad. It's a, it's a huge turnover in that time.
3: Yeah, it is, I suppose. Um, what is, yeah, there's four of us, I think, that's still on the panel. But um, look, year in, year out, we've had a lot of turnovers with players. But this year, I think we've really come together and we've united as a group. And it's been really, really nice and, I suppose, refreshing to see that, um, you know, that we're all backing each other. Like, we're all a family, I suppose, at this stage. We see each other so much. Um so, yeah, I don't really think that matters too much um, as long as we're just focusing on the panel that we have now.
0: Obviously, it's an early start rushing to be in Dublin, quarter to 12. Does that, I suppose, change up how you and as a squad prepare for this game?
3: Um, it doesn't, it doesn't really. like um, What is it, quarter to 12? Normally our games to be two o'clock. Um, I don't really think we're reading into that too much. Um, we're heading up on Saturday. So at least we won't have to be up too early on Sunday morning. We might get a little bit of a sleep in, um, <laughs> depending on what gra- time Graham wants us up for breakfast. Hopefully it's not too early. Um, but no, it it'll be fine. Um, it is an early game, obviously, but it's the same for Down. It's the same situation for both teams, so um, it'll be fine.
0: Graham, what? How How are you expect? Or how are you going to approach a game? Obviously, you're in Dublin night like, before, so that's different, but. If players haven't slept and stuff like that and just to build up it's a different kind of game to prepare for going into Crow Park.
4: it is, yeah. You it's only when you sit down to to actually write out, you know, the schedule and write out the, the time frame of it. And as it like Crow Park is really strict on times and it's all new to us, you know, and um yeah, but look, we'll approach it the same as Roshi said, Yeah, we train most weeks from ten to twelve anyway, ten to morning to twelve or we've played a lot of games this year at one o'clock. Um, I don't want to affect us at all. And girls don't get a great night's sleep that night. Look, the adrenaline will keep you going anyway. So it's just look, focusing on the game, you know, all those small things. We can't let those affect us, you know. Um, it's the same for everyone that's traveling up there um, from Kerry or from Kildare or Claire, wherever they're from. They'll all be doing the same thing, you know. So the girls just focusing on the game. Um, preparation is down to 18 at the moment. And as I said, you were going really well. Everything is really sharp at the moment. And Small things like that won't affect us on Sunday um, perfect performance. But it is different. It is different as uh a new learning curve with uh, how strict it is with times and uh you have to change your warm-ups and stuff like that. So yeah, it is different, but I I'm, I'm delighted anyway. It is different because it's a big day in Crow Park. So we'll change anything for them.
0: Yeah, and you you mentioned it's it's a big day in Crow Park and it's one that has really grown over the years and, and it's brilliant to see.
4: Oh just massive, sure like the attendance now is when I was there a few years ago, it was the biggest attendance in female sport, you know, so uh, it's getting bigger and bigger. And uh, look, it's the publicity of it. Um, when, since Little came in, since I was first involved with County in 2017, Little came in, I think, around that time, and you can see it has grown and grown. And uh, look, the excitement around Limerick, going from Kerry myself, the excitement around Kerry, um, it's great to see all the flags are still left up from the, the Kerry men, the Limerick men the hurling so it's great buzz around and uh, the amount of buses that are going and probably 10 years ago you would hardly know it was on you know um so it's absolutely brilliant for the girls and for the hard work they put in with the same effort as no other team and they deserve all the publicity and they deserve all the hype and um it's a big occasion for them as i say and uh, the more publicity we get the stronger it'll go and as i say it's as rapid now at the moment it's going so fast so yeah hopefully sunday or sunday yeah the weather will be good and the attendance will be massive again on Sunday. So, um, yeah, it's all good going forward now for ladies football.
0: Yeah, Roshan you've obviously experienced it in 2018, but even since then, there's, there's been a huge growth and obviously a childhood dream to represent your county in Crow Park and one you'll definitely be looking forward to, I presume?
3: Yeah, definitely. I suppose the support in ladies football has just been huge the past couple of years. Um, I think that's probably a credit to ladies football and their promotion of the game with their link-up with Lidl and TG Cahir. So um, hopefully this weekend there'll be another match record attendance. I'm I'm sure there will be, like, I don't see why there wouldn't be. Um, I know from my club, there's three or four buses heading up, so that's a positive thing to take. And I'm sure from the rest of the girls' clubs, that's the same situation. So it's brilliant to see. And even within the county of Limerick, it's great to see that there's that support for ladies' football and that, I suppose, the younger players are, are... but I suppose they're being inspired to play ladies football. Even the fact that we're in the final this year.
0: Yeah, a great day around Graham. Is there is there much pressure on you on the day, or is it kind of in the build-up? How how do you how do you find yourself on the sideline for big games like this?
4: Um, a might she to be answer honest. for you. <laughs> she she'd probably answer better. Yeah, I'll tell her the truth it anyway, love. Um, of oh, course, look as I said, we we have a lot of work done and. Uh, Look, I, I, to be honest, the truth the next day, it's up to the girls the next day when they cross the white line, you know. Um, we've everything done now, and as I said, they're in great shape, like. And, of course, you'll be nervous. I it's a big occasion for myself and my family and stuff, you know. And uh, so, but look, as I said, the girls, when they cross the line the next day, they'll do the job, and there's no point me roaring in or jumping up and down on the sideline, you know. So uh, once we keep, uh, once the girls keep uh, sticking to the process and sticking to the plan, you know, I can keep nice and calm. I presume, look, against... Against for a man, all right, you know, it's when your man sits in the ref said six minutes to go. All right, um, I nearly he a heart attack on the sideline, but uh, hopefully, now the next day with the buzzer counting down, please God will be on the right side of the scoreboard. Uh, when it counts down to zero, and
0: uh, we can let loose, then Jack, yeah, hopefully. Uh, Matt is back in. You you might get a question <laughs> um, in there, Matt. Um, might I, might be called <laughs> a I, I would like to ask
2: one one question, particularly to Graham. Um, I thought performance, um against LIGO was as competent and as efficient a performance that I've seen from a Limerick team for quite a long time and probably one of the best performances of your reign. If we repeat that on Sunday, I think we're going to be in a good place.
4: Yeah, I agree, Jack. And I, Again, I keep going back to the player ledge, you know, and the players knew that day that uh, this was they were under the cosh that day. If you didn't win, you were expected to be down in the week after. So it was all for nothing, to be honest, and we treated that game as a final that day. Uh, we knew two pints got us straight into the semi final in the All Ireland. So, um, yeah, it was a brilliant performance by the girls. The work rate was unreal. Uh, control the game, I think, would be the word that uh, we used. Uh, we really controlled it and we set our own terms on the game, which we were delighted with. And again, as I tell the girls, it looked it was player laid. And in the second half there, when we needed to control it and you know, kick outs and stuff, uh, the girls were excellent. And uh, yeah, we were delighted. I you know Matt's gone over. We were delighted that uh, that we got over the line that day because, yeah, again, if you had lost that game, score differences against Kilkenny and stuff like that if we didn't beat down. So that was our final, I think, that day um, to start to the championship, really, that day uh, against Sligo And the girls were outstanding. And, again, if we perform like that on Sunday, we'll go a long way.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, before the final, Graham. obviously, we're recording this on Wednesday. On Thursday, there's a breakfast morning in the Woodlands. I suppose you've encouraged people to go out and meet the players and things before the final.
4: Yeah, I looked as a massive event uh, well organized by the Woodlands and uh, Limerick LGFA and Sport Limerick and um, looked as great guest speakers and it's great Lee the will be there. And uh, look, it's great for the girls even to get the exposure and um, raise a few pounds, you know, and stuff like that. They deserve it. So, yeah, anyone that um, that wants to have a good breakfast in the morning with good company, uh, there's tickets online there with Limerick, LGFA um,
0: and the more the merrier you're all welcome there. Lovely. Uh, Matt, I'll talk to you for one last question if you want. So I, with the Gremlins now, I haven't much time for any
2: question but I want to wish Graham and, and Roisin the very, very best of luck on Sunday in Croke Park and I'm I, I'm pretty confident that they're going to do it. Now, we went in in 2018 as Roisin will remember although she says that she, she doesn't remember much about 2018. We went in as Frank Outsiders against Lourdes loud so like the outsiders tag is 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 isn't is new to limerick and i i honestly believe that um, you know that they can have the performance that that will bring the west county hotel, uh, west county hotel Cup back to, back to limerick um yeah. like um You know, we've been unlucky in the league, but like by any by any benchmark, we've had a very, very good championship campaign to date, notwithstanding the defeat to Down, and that has been passed and analyzed, and we know where it all went wrong in that second half. So, you know, I think we're in a good place going in as underdogs, and maybe the defeat to down in in the group stage might prove to be a blessing.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's, it's very hard to beat the team twice in, in the one year, so we're hoping that'll be the case for Down. Uh, just to finish, Roisin, obviously in 2018, when you won, Limerick did a, a double that year with Liam McCarthy as well as Ladies Football. You'll be hoping that the, the Omens are good this year round and you can do it again.
3: Yeah, please God, it'll continue on.
0: <laughs> yeah, lovely. Lads, thanks very much for coming on. The very best look, as Matt said, this Sunday. <laughs> Limerick versus Down in the All-Ireland Junior Final at quarter-twelve in Crow Park. Please God, Roisin will be up lifting the trophy for Limerick and it'll be another <laughs> double for a county that's yeah. become so a custom success. Thanks very much for joining us this morning, lads, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks a million, Limerick. Jack. Thanks a million, Matt.
3: Thanks, Jack.
0: Bye. Now, that was Limerick Ladies Captain Roisin Ambrose and Manager Graham Shine ahead of this Sunday's All-Ireland Junior Ladies Football Final at quarter-twelve against Down. Matt, a lot of internet troubles there, but I think we've rectified the situation, but... What's your read going into Sunday's game? Yeah, I
2: would. I uh, just want to make reference to two guests first, Jack, in that um, I think um, Graham Shane has done a fantastic job in in, in the two years he, he's he's at the helm. and um, to me, uh, as you know from talking to him, he, he's 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 a born winner, you know, and um, I think um, the number of new players that he has introduced along and. Um, married it with with, with 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 some of the experienced pairs and um is absolutely fantastic and like you know when i mentioned fantastic it certainly applies to the captaincy of roshin ambrose she, she's captain fantastic in my opinion she's a born leader as well and you can see in every performance jack and i've seen him live a number of times this year and you get a greater sense of of what people are about when you when you see people on the flesh and uh, and uh, you know and play, playing in real time, you know she's absolutely been leading from the front right from you know all through the year, um, she's been absolutely absolutely fantastic. And I'm so sorry about the Grimlins that 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 upset our conversation, Jack, because um, they're, they're two people that I have the utmost respect for and. Um, like we we should be very proud of the job that they have done for Limerick ladies football, and like they're just sixty minutes away, Jack, from a Tordale Island, a Tordale Island success that would propel us up to the top of the Roll of Honour in in ladies junior football, and you must remember, Jack, that if if they do it on Sunday, and I, I'm one of the people that believe that they will, um. They've 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 done it the very hard, very very difficult route to do it, Um they certainly got the short straw when when they were drawn with with Sligo and Down, two teams that were relegated from intermediate last year, and um, you know, Gremshein uh, um, um you know, in the immediate aftermath of losing the league semi final, he he was quite upset that because he he, he believed that. You know, that that, that Limerick were good enough to play in Division 3. Now, he got an opportunity in the Championship to benchmark himself against two Division 3 sides. And we saw how well that Limerick matched up. They beat Sligo, who will be in Division 3. They were narrowly beaten by Down after a poor second-half performance by Limerick. A Down team that just lost two games in Division 3 last year. Uh, this year, and uh, those two games were Clare and Kildare, who will be playing in, in the intermediate final this year. So, like he, his disappointment was well placed in that he obviously believed, and and um, he was correct, and in, in in his belief that that Limericks rightful place should be in Division Three, and um, but this will come as more than a consolation. First of all, it has answered the question about um. A suitability for Division Three, a very, very good win over Sligo. And you had me in the brief, in the brief opportunity. I got there putting the question to him because I saw that game in Newcastle West. I also saw the Down game, and you you would have to say for uh, uh, for the entire Sligo game and the first half of the Down game that 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 Limerick were a match for anybody. And I had you putting the question about the fact that that uh, the, the two sides had already qualified. Um, you know, did it did it feed into Limerick's poor second half performance? Very very hard to judge that, Jack. Um, also, Limerick had you know played w- against the wind in the first half and were only a point down against Down. Perhaps they got it into that head or something. You know, maybe the the job is done. But as we've said so often in, in the past, like the Jack the wind doesn't win a game for anybody. But their poor second half performance, and I have no doubt that since that performance, they will have analysed and passed that particular second half, um, they, you know, in great detail, forensically, and, and um, you know, will have taken a lot of learning out of it. Now, you know, um, they, 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 they were, again, they got the short straw and this is no respect to Carlo. In, in the semi final, when they were drawn against Fermanagh, who were one of the, the favourites, let's say, face it from the outset, to win this championship. Um, now, Graham Shine, obviously, and I certainly it was another one that didn't share the despondency. I remember that day in Newcastle West that, you know, Olympic supporters saying, oh, look, we've we're, 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 we're to face Fermanagh now, kind of, that's it. I didn't believe that because we played for Fermanagh twice last year. We played him in the league semi-final and the All Ireland semi-final, and uh, we beat him in the league semi-final. And I, I don't, I don't think that Limerick should have been defined um, in their games with Fermanagh by the championship semi-final for the simple reason that everything that was to go right went right for Fermanagh on The day And you'll probably remember it, Jack. Everything that could go wrong for Limerick went wrong on the day. We hit the crossbar four times. You know, so look I, I I didn't see it that way and that's the way it proved like, that we were capable of beating Man. and now it was a hard one semi final. Make no mistake yeah. about that. Um it was a hard one semi final, but Jack, you know, you you, you couldn't have a better semi final going into a final. There's no use in running away with a semi final. You know, you really, really have to get tested. In a semi-final, going into a final, and Limerick were really, really tested in that game with Fermanagh and they came up with the goods, you know. So, like, I and I, I, as I said to Graham Shine, there, you know, um, maybe the defeat in Newcastle West was a blessing, and yeah. I think you chipped, in, you chipped in with the point that it's very, very hard to beat a team twice twice in the same year, and that that is that is correct. You know but <clears throat> i'm pretty confident jack that limerick have a serious serious chance of bringing this all ireland on sunday 100%. you know and i i would appeal to people to you know as many as possible to try and get get to croke park and you know by by half 11 on Thursday have jones's road colored green green and white you know and uh, and get in and 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 support the girls like we 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 a threshold and threshold of repeating, a double that we that we previously did in twenty eighteen, you know yeah, uh, like all islands are not picked up off the road Jay, yeah? they are hard won. and were we to win uh, uh, two all islands different codes, one male and one female, like a huge success for and then um, oh. like. I, I really, really hope and would appeal to as many people as possible to um, get to Croke Park and Sunday. I'd also appeal to as many people as possible to get to the Woodlands Hotel on this Saturday, on this Thursday morning for the for the, for the fundraising breakfast. And um, it, it's hugely well organised by, by the Woodlands, the LGFA, and and Sporting Limerick. And um, you know. Like they have a very very um, uh, top class list of uh, list of guest speakers. The McCarthy Cup will there will be there, and like it's it, you know, for individuals that want to go there, it would be sixty euros. Terrible well spent because it it would be going to support um, the girls who've done such a fantastic job for Limerick since the start of this year.
0: Yeah, I'd I echo that point there first and foremost about the breakfast to get to the Woodlands tomorrow between 7 and 9 to, to celebrate the achievement first day the girls getting to the final and hopefully we'll be celebrating more. As you said, I think we've become accustomed to going to Crow Park and winning All-Irelands with the hurlers, but they don't grow on trees and you have to make hay while the sun shines. So anyone that can get to Crow Park, you definitely encourage them to, to go this Sunday. And there's three games as well to take in um, you have the junior final, obviously, a yeah, quarter to one, you have the intermediate final and the senior final, all the same price to go for three of them if, uh, as it is to go up one of them. So we definitely encourage them yeah. to get out. But um, two great ambassadors we had this morning in, in Roshan and in Graham. For, Absolutely. For and
2: back, if you just put it into context, it will be a total Ireland in the grade in 13 years. And you must remember... Um it it it, it 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 we were limerick were late comers to the table of of, of ladies' football when, when it was initiated. And um it, it was people with vision like the late Tom Madigan and the Golden and um, you know who, who formed who was one of the, the, the founding members and one of the driving forces behind the early days of of um of um ladies football in Limerick and who did tremendous work um for ladies' football. Right up to the time of his passing, almost, and um, you know it, it, how 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 you know how it would be for those, and um, were we to bring it to Island and and catapult ourselves to the top of the roll of honour. Now I know that's only second rate, but it, it 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 just gives you a sense of how successful we have been since 2010, and it's very very nice also, Jack, to see that we have a link with the 2010 team, and. Um, On on, uh, playing on Sunday in in Alva Quaid, um, the wife of Tommy Quaid of F and Alvanieeridan, and you know such a servant, Jack. What a servant to Limerick Ladies football! Now she missed out in twenty eighteen, but she came back for the last two or three years. Her experience, Jack, is simply invaluable, as you know from seeing the girls play. Has been absolutely immense. Plus the experience of. You know, the like of those like Roshid that have been there since, um, although she says that the 2018 final passed her by. But um I don't think it passed her by. I'll tell you, when she was running down that that left wing in, in Troc Park, um, you could have fooled me that it passed her by. But, you know, you have the like of her and and and, and, and Catty, me and others who were around and four or five of them that, uh, you know, that that experience but like you you know um forgive me for giving special mention to alva it's 13 years ago
0: you yeah, know so and here she
2: is he or she is still going going absolutely strong what a servant
0: yeah uh what is like in in fairness to all her time but to have that longevity is, is something special we um we be brilliant to see her uh, win another all ireland and to see it off of the players win the first all ireland because we've seen what the hurlers have done, they haven't looked back since winning that at Ireland with a young core, and it's a young core that Graham Shine has in his side. And hopefully, it'll be Roshan Ambrose and, and the Hogan Steps lifting, lifting that junior trophy. But the very best look to the team uh, this Sunday, first day and Thursday for that breakfast morning, and then Sunday in, in the big one in the All Ireland final. And a thank you to Roshan and Graham for joining us this morning. But um, at the weekend, just gone, Matt. We had the return of the Hurling Championships, all the Premier Intermediate. That was obviously back a week earlier. But we'll stick with the senior for this morning because we are under a bit of time pressure and there's so many games to get through in the, in the other grades. But back with a bang, we were on Thursday night with the meeting of Patrick Swell and the Piershig. Live on Limerick J T V. There's three more games this weekend, so make sure to to get your season pass nice and early and have access to all those big games. But we're back with Limerick G- TV in Clahawne, um on Thursday, on Friday evening. Uh, brutal conditions um, at the game, but a spectacle on show and Aaron Galan continuing where he left off his herd of the year form. But what did you make of the game, Matt? Were you surprised with the outcome or did you see this fight back from Patswell after, I suppose, a below par 2022, it's fair to say?
2: Yeah, I, I was slightly surprised with the, with the result um, As you'll see in the, in, in the predictions When we come to it I, I pre- predicted the Sheik, But I hadn't factored in the fact that Willem O'Donoghue wouldn't have been playing who, who, You know, to a, Willem O'Donoghue to any team Is a massive, massive loss But having said that, Jack You know, here you are What And I've been saying this before Here you are, 12, 12 days out Um, From winning an um, All-Ireland, a fourth All-Ireland in a row, and all the hype that goes with it, and all the celebrations that's entitled to go with it. And here you have players, you know, um, and I'm talking about the county players first, and I'll address your question about the match then. Um, Here you have players absolutely performing at the top of their game, and... um, from what I'm hearing Jack and as you know I've been away I had been away at the weekend um, on, on on leave but um, uh, from what I'm hearing Jack that that, that, that that the story of the players of the county players in the Nepearcy Patrick's Well match was reflected in all the games with the county players standing out without exception which you know Tom Morrissey in the, in the big win over to Diamond Palace Henry Dan Morrissey you know you you, 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 you you go through it. We saw Ocean O'Reilly absolutely in stunning form for, for Kilmallock and um, uh, Darrow Donovan for, for Dune. Like, um, you know, you sometimes I hear people saying sometimes um, people saying these guys are not robots. But, you know, half of you would be inclined to think at times that they are, that the way that, that they can keep turning it out. But getting back to your original question, Jack, from which I have strayed quite a distance, um, <laughs> I, 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 given the circumstances of the conditions, which were awfully poor, I thought it was an excellent game of hurling.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a good game oh, of the race. I think it, it was, was very bad. I don't know if it came across on camera how bad it was, but I mean, it was brutal. In
2: well, Jack, it wasn't your uh, your fault, or Tom Clancy's, that we didn't know how how brutal it was, but um, um. It was brutal. Jack, um, you know, you'd be excused for thinking that the conditions were near ideal with the quality of the hurling in the circumstances.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, the standard was I right there. Was we're not surprised standard. by
2: that. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not surprised by it. But, you know, uh, as we've said here a number of times, uh, conditions can be a great leveler, you <laughs> know, <laughs> and... It certainly can bring down. It can bring down the, the quality, like because you have a greasy ball, you have a greasy surface. These players, to a man, you know, they they they, they, they lifted themselves above that. You know, it was. I I thought it was. A, I thought it was an excellent start to the Limerick Senior Rolling Championship. Um like, if if if, if you if you're looking for an ideal start to a competition, this was it. You know, I I I thought. Um, <coughs> I thought both sides. You know. Jack, both sides served notice, you know, on the day with the quality of their hurling that they're both contenders.
0: Yeah, and I don't think it was anything we didn't know. And for me, it was it was Aaron Galan was the overall difference with his goal is is just a thing of beauty. And if Paswell laid down a marker, if Paswell laid down a marker on Friday, Kilmallock certainly had their own the following night. Now you have to feel for match Matt, with just the amount of injuries they have. Their entire back line is gone. But Kilmallock <laughs> weren't forgiving them sympathy and some of the performances throughout the team, but especially in the forward ranks. And all Shane Riley got at two goals. Shane O'Brien was Shane O'Brien. And if you needed any bit of reminding of how good Kilmallock were, that was it on Saturday night.
2: It was, Jack. I, I, it was. I, I saw the game and thanks to Limerick Ga TV. Um, uh, you know, it was first-class performance by Kilmallock. Now, I had seen the county league final between Kilmallock and uh, and Dune, and um Kilmallock got off to a fantastic start that day. Do you remember? We we you'll recall that we 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 spoke with Gavin O'Mahony the morning after the final. Oh, he man. he was in here with us, you know, and they they raced into a one-sixty no-score lead early on in that, and. Um, you know, after that, Dune settled in and came back into the game. Now, I I honestly thought that we were seeing something. We, we were seeing something similar on this occasion. In that, um, in that, um, you know, Dune racing at uh, Kilmaik, and um, that you know that Dune would find that and get back into it, but not a bit of it like Kilmalak was having none of it. Jack, you 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 must remember that that that, that dune were without um, Richie English and Barry Murphy among others and like there's no club like could could you know can can suffer that kind of a loss you know and um, I, I you know I saw these teams at play in the league final and um which not won no and we, we we had Gavin O'Mahony in here the morning after if you if you remember just his morning on the podcast with us and looking at the game last last Friday evening, like, in the league final, Kilmallock uh, raced uh, into a one to 0 score lead, but Dune gradually it back. And I said to myself when I was watching him at the weekend, I said, here it goes again now. Uh, Dune are letting Kilmallock build up a lead and, and um, you know, they, they, they'll they'll have to start back, but not a bit of it. Like, and, um, you know, Kil- Kil- Kilmalek were not for turning on this occasion. Like, they just drove on and drove on. And... Um, Like, you must remember the Kilmallock were also without Graham Mulcahy and and Robbie Hanley. But the Kilmallock forwards, Jack, um, you know, they they, they were excellent. Um, You had Oshin O'Reilly and Michal Huland, will say, recapturing the type of form that made them such important um, key figures in in the... um, in, in winning the county two years ago you drop Robbie, uh, Robbie Egan back at full forward in, in very very good form and getting on the score sheet with a goal but Jack I suppose the story of that particular game has to go to Shane O'Brien you know and uh, yeah. to me um, uh, you know how I feel about Shane O'Brien to, to me that doesn't um, uh, the Shane O'Brien's performance against Doon doesn't surprise me in the least Um, it, to me that is the real Shane O'Brien because um. Uh, we saw him. We saw him, uh, you know, uh, outstanding in 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 Harty Cup and Crow Cup. But 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 Jack and uh, he he started he started in flying form in the championship last year. He suffered that injury against Doon in of the day, and I I don't think that he, he he certainly didn't recapture his best form after that last year. But I think he's a player now that has clearly Jack um, benefited from being part of John Kiley's squad or um. Right up to two weeks ago, and um, like there's there's an awful lot more to come from Shane O'Brien. I I thought he was absolutely irresistible on on on, on, on Friday evening. He was he was absolutely fantastic, um, and it's it's so good to see it. Um, a young player like that coming through, and so good for not just Kilmallock, but also for Limerick. And yeah, um, like I, I made I made the point last year that you know. When we were talking, maybe about who might make onto the panel and the, the the Limerick panel and what have you, like you 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 will remember that I was insisting that Shane O'Brien had to be one of them, you know. And um, I, I think that has been vindicated now because and uh, it will be further vindicated as the summer goes on.
0: Yeah, 100%. And you know, he's just a player that continues to to grow and grow. And Darren Donovan singled him out in that infamous off the ball interview, calling him the bull, and he, he showed exactly. What he's about, but another man that you wouldn't have seen it now, but out in Capamore on a Saturday evening, Tom Morrissey gave an exhibition of shooting for a hand in their win over Lionel Palace. Kennery got 12, I think five of those were from play. He was tightly marked. He's I thought he broke his hand at one stage, he was getting so, so hit so hard when he went up the field to catch the ball, but he was outstanding, so so good. Dan Meehan, who played 21s maybe four or five years ago, was full forward. He was good as well, got 1-3. Ronan Fox got a goal. And then at the other end of the field, you had the battle of uh, Dan Morrissey and Kyle Hayes, renewing acquaintances, um, both backs at the time with Limerick. But Kyle went in full forward and Dan and well, I thought it was a bit naive from KP to leave Kyle inside there the entire game. He's one of the best Club forwards in Limerick, as we saw last year with his 10-point salvo against BlackRock, but couldn't get him into the game. Were very reliant on Sean Barry-Freeze, and I suppose it just goes to show the level when you step up from Group 2 into Group 1, the difference, and huge win for a hand, Matt, just to, that they know now if they are to go down, the KP will have to pick up at least three points somewhere else, and a hand will... They've this week and we are that when we go to predictions. But we'll probably look at the result for Dune and think there is a place in the top four for them. Um, massive, massive result at the weekend on Saturday night.
2: Yeah, absolutely massive result. And, um, you know, you, you probably saw me smiling there when you were talking about uh, the performance of Tom Morrissey. like, And again, like, I, I, I don't know why there, there's so much talk about it or element of surprise about it because this is the real Tom Maracy, like, and like Tom Maracy never fails to stand up for a hand. You know, he's, you know, I saw him a couple of times, like, with a hand last year, and he's, he's just, he's just an incredible player. He's just an incredible leader. Um, like, it doesn't surprise me in the least, Jack, that 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 um that type of performance from Tom Maracy. But in the context of the group, Jack, it's it, it, it's a huge win for a hand. And I think it's the first in two or three years at this level, you know. And um, uh, they were sort of depending on picking up a draw here and there for survival. But, but you're absolutely right now. Some um, uh, team will have to get three points at this stage. You know, that's down, we'll say, of, of the first uh, round losers, June and Kildaimo um, uh, Palace, Kenry, or um, uh, Napiershig. You know you can't you can't see Napier piercing failing to get three points anywhere, but um they, they, that's that that's the situation in that they have put themselves in a very very strong position, um to 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 um that they look it, for a the hand they won't be looking over their shoulder, Jack, which they have been done, done in other years, like they yeah. have that vital win under their belts and they're like it's it, it's 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 and upwards now they can give it a right cut from here and like they have some of the you have some very, very good players that are capable of doing it, Jack. And you know, um, I, I was just looking at the hand team sheet, and like it's, 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 it's a team that's that's building and building and building. And even at this remove, Jack, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they could be a team to get crushed the to top four.
0: Yeah, they could be, and I suppose looking further afield teams to get crashed the top four in Group 2. Yeah, there was three teams that laid down that kind yeah, of a marker yeah, in right. Mungert St. Paul's, who yeah, hammered South Liberty's right. Bally Brown comprehensively got over last year's All-Ireland media Champions, Mona Lien and Adair. The same against Gary Spillane. That Group 2 is a lot more cutthroat, I think, Matt, in that you could probably afford to lose one game in your in your hunt for quarterfinal place, but that would be the height of it. And for bally Brown, Munger, St Pauls, and Adair, perfect start for them.
2: Yes, Jack. Uh, very big wins for um, uh, for Bally Brown, for Mungrath St Pauls, and 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 for Adair. And I, I, I suppose um, Bally Brown had a, had a huge win, and um, uh, I, I'm not entirely surprised because if you remember when we were having this discussion on Section B last year. Um, from from the outset last year, I fancied Bally Brown to come out of it and and, um, and go up, but then They, they, they lost <coughs> to Kildimo Palace Kenry, and it sort of went pear shaped for them after that. Um, but you you, you know, I, I I think they will have learned from that, and they're they're, they're a year on now, and um, they, I think they'll they they'll they, they will be better prepared. And um, very very good win for St Pauls because. Um, it, it it you know it's the second year, second year syndrome. And you'd always wonder about these things. And um, um, like I I thought um, you know, but they've such a pool of players in in in, in St Paul's coming through from probably one of the best underage structures in the county. Um, and that, that that they're they're bound to have this this reservoir of players that, that can make the transition to senior and. Like the short signs of it last year That they weren't entirely uncomfortable At senior ranks And um, I, I think that, that, that they will drive on Now from an and in their point of view After being relegated last year um, w- w- When you hit the lower level um, There's no better way to get off To a start To you know And would, would, would hope to get back to, the, to, um, to, to Where you came from Than to get off with a win and, and they got a win over. You know, what I would regard as a uh, uh, you know as, as very, very solid uh Garris Balland side now. Uh Garis side that's without Own and this year who who would be a big loss to any team, but um never nevertheless um they 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 they, 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 they what on paper looked a very comfortable win over over Garis But if if you, and it sets up for this weekend and did you know, and we might be only talking about round two, but, like, you, you have two huge games um, this weekend in Section B because you have the meeting of winners, two winners, Bally Brown and Adair. Now, the winner of which will take a very, very firm grip on the group even though it's only two rounds. And at the mm. other end of the scale, you, you have the meeting of Monaline and South Liberties.
0: Yeah,
2: both first round losers, and you'll say, "Is this fella talking through his hat You might be able to see it there on the screen, but it's on. And um, oh, that um, uh, talking about um, relegation, and we only in round two, but round two of five, Jack. Doesn't be long going up to five, um, uh, uh, between Monoline and South Liberties. The loser of that game, Jack, is has to find three points somewhere the point you were making about Kildayma palace Kenry, the very same point they have to find three points in three games
0: yeah it's it's so important that um, you pick up points early and it's a lot mm. of times teams that start well will will do enough to to get them through to their side and you look for liberties and moonline even outside of the fact they're playing other, the manner and margin of the defeats will be extremely worrying for them, but again, on the flip side, if you can beat the other team, you're kind of nearly saying we're safe and we can go for that top two places. But while in the top tier, we're not really worried about Napier. She finishing in the top four. At the other side of the the coin, another loss in Group Two would make it nearly impossible to to go to get into that top two. So we'll go into the predictions, Matt, and we'll do our we'll do our previews of the games in our predictions and while we're on about Group 2 um, we'll stay with and we'll stay with that big clash between South Liberties and Monaline so you can kind of give us a, a rundown of how you think it's going to go and then your overall prediction Matt
2: I was disappointed with Monaline in the first round I thought they would have done better Jack and mm. uh, they're, they're All-Ireland champions and whether they're suffering an All-Ireland hangover or not I don't, I don't know but I, I, I thought they would have got off to a better start um, so, Liberties, Jack, are in difficulty. They've lost a lot of players, like m- m- between players transferring out and um, players re- players retiring. And, um, you know, it, it, they had a poor performance in the first round. And I'm going to go with Monline to, to recapture um, the type of arm that propelled them to All Island Champions last year. And I think they'll win by about two or three points, Jack. Say three points because you'll be giving your prediction as well.
0: Yeah. I was I was going to go with three as well, but I'll I'll go two for Monaline, um, just with that. So liberties have been decimated. Dune's problem mm-hmm. has been injuries, but so liberties have lost a lot of lads' retirement and transfers, as you said. Like so, Harford is regroup, and maybe just for Mona Lean, it was a case of just getting to grips with the senior ranks again and understanding just how difficult it is. So I think they'll. Hillary group this week and get a narrow win, and that'll put them on on course to to move up the table. But obviously, you would put uh, South Liberties behind the eight ball very early on in the championship. Munger Saint yeah, Paul's. No, it's a big fall. It would be a very big fall for South Liberties, county semi finalists last
2: year, to struggling to stay afloat this year. You know, but um, it's the fact of the matter, like that, that, no club possibly could sustain the type of losses of personnel that they had, as I said through. One or two transferring out, and uh, and um, uh, you know, people retiring and um, coming to the end of their natural cycle. And you know, th- 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 it's, it's going to be difficult for South Liberties, I think. But you know, a win against Monoline could change all that. But if you're asking me to predict, I'm going with Monline
0: yeah, I'll, I'll go as well. Uh, Munger St. Paul's versus Gary Spillan, two teams coming off the back of differing results, but. Gary Spillane beat Munger at St Paul's last year. You know they're a seasoned senior team at this stage. This is their fifth year, I think, in the in the top tier. But how do you see this one playing out?
2: Uh, this is going to be a tight one, Jack, because you'll you'll have contrasting styles, and um, you're going to have a seasoned team of Gary Spillane. Um, you know, typical old style championship hurlers. You know, digging deep. And all that sort of thing. And you have a Mungret St. Paul's team who will be, you know, flying out of the traps, moving the ball at speed around the place and all that sort of thing. Um I I am going I'm going for Mungret St. Paul's to avenge that result by two points. I think Mungret St. Paul's will do it on this occasion, Jack.
0: Yeah, like you it's interesting there you said about the styles. I think that's what caught Munger last year that carries Pillan will if needs be, they obviously have some lovely hurdles, but if needs be can can take you into a fight. And I think Munger have got better at dealing with things like that. And they've obviously some exceptionally good forwards. You know, their inside line the last day was Niall McAhy, who was obviously lined out with Kerry, Paul O'Brien, who played a lot of underage for Limerick and with Art Clarice as well and Liam Lynch that we've spoken about in in depth on this pod before that they just have huge firepower. And I, I think that'll that'll guide them to victory. So I'm going to say Munger by six. I know it's a big margin, but we saw a lot of you know, big margins in the first round. So I think that might continue. And uh the yeah, other I, I mentioned earlier on in the cash check about the loss of Ounchi and his big loss to Caris plan. Huge, huge, huge loss. Like and that will be a factor for a lot of teams this year is immigration and boys away and even injuries after a long the split season is great in one way, but if you pick up an injury anytime around August, July, you could be gone for the entire year. So you have to keep that in mind. But Then I suppose the big game of the round is that of Bally Brown and Adair. As you said, two teams that picked up wins in the first round. Two teams that would see themselves as sides that should be in Group 1 have obviously been in the very top tier in recent years. Adair last year, Bally Brown the year before. Uh, Two sides that know each other well, Matt. Which way are you going for? Another game that's on Limerick J T V. which way are you going for?
2: Well, Declan Hannan is going to be... If Declan Hannan is missing, he's a huge loss to Adair. Yeah. And um, I, I, I think uh, I, I'm going for Bally Brown on that one for that reason. Uh, that it will it, it will tilt it in, in Bally Brown's favour because he, in my opinion, looking at him, there's nothing between these two sides. Um, I'm going by for Bally Brown by one.
0: Bally Brown by one. I, is it safe to say that if Declan Hannan was lining out, you'd be going the other way for the men in red and black? Possibly, possibly, but that's a hypothesis, Jack. Yeah, and I suppose, look, they bought one comprehensive in the first time, but Bally Brown beat a team that are were absolutely flying in one lane. Like I know it's been a while since the All-Ireland, but their previous game was in Crow Park, and winning in Crow Park. So I just think Bally Brown should have went up last year. I think they will this year, and I think they'll take another step towards that. I'm tipping Bally Brown by four points. So in group 2 we're we're all the same Mongerath, Monline Ballybrown with differing uh points differentials. Uh into group 1 then Matt. um a Thursday night uh on Limerick GATV we have a hand versus Kilmallock or I think we have a hand versus Kilmallock live I'll check that in a minute for you. But um and Kilmallock obviously two first round winners um a hand beat KP, Kilmallock beat Dune. Although the result in the Dune, in the Kilmallock Dune game was a lot heavier, Ahan were very comfortable for most of the game in Capemore. They never, they didn't trail, let's say, after five minutes and kind of cruise their way to victory. Can you see Ahan upsetting the odds here or Kilmallock laid out another statement?
2: I I saw him playing last year and it, it was very, very tight. Um. And that there is a tradition between these two sides of of games being being quite tight. Like you must remember that two of the foremost teams in, in the county and two of the most successful teams in the county. But yeah, there was an awful lot that I liked about the look of Kilmalok um, in the win over Doon. I thought notwithstanding the number of players that Doon were missing, but like if you still have the like of Braymor and Robbie handy to add your squad like you, you're in a strong position. Um I'm, I'm going for Kilmallock and um, they, they certainly won't have it as easy as the against stone but I, I, I have an awful feeling that they're, they're, they're focused similar to the way that they were two years ago and, um, um, you know, I think they're going to take a bit of stopping this year, so I'm going for
0: Kilmallock by two. Kilmallock by two. Tight, tight margin. I'm going Kilmallock by seven. That has nothing to do with a hand. I just think, again, Kilmallock's firepower. We mentioned it, talking about the game with Dune. Obviously, Ocean O'Reilly, Shane O'Brien are standout names. If you're going to add Graham Wilcahy back into the mix, Robbie Egan, Phelan O'Reilly, you know, Connor Henley-Clark, they just have a plethora of talent in their disposal. Um, I think they'll go all the way this year, but I'll get your prediction on who will be the outright winner in a while, because we missed you for the preview, but I'm going Kilmallock by by seven. Um also on Thursday night, Patrick Swell versus Dune. Um, again, two teams coming in, really contrasting results. Obviously, Patrick Swell were big winners over Napershik. Dune lost heavily to Kilmallock at down and off the players. For me, I can't see past Patrick's well am going the well by five points, led by you know Aaron Glang, Keen Lynch, and Darren Burns. Are three of the top seven hurlers in the country. So to be on one team against a team that has just has lost an awful lot of players, I think it's one-way traffic. Also on Thursday night, what do you think? I'm I'm going Patrick's
2: well by four for the very same reason that you know, I thought um, Gillan was you know just outstanding the way he finished that goal and everything. But um, team Lynch, you know, stopped the controlled everything around the middle against the Piercy. Um Tamart Burns, I thought was immense at centre back. You know, and if you you, you see you, you, you have three potential hurlers of the year here. You know, yeah. that we we'll have that we could have four hurlers of the year gongs between them come the end of the year. And not only that, but uh, from a Patrick's Well point of view, one in defense, one in midfield, one in attack. It's grand spread out of your top players. Um I, as I said, I, I think Patrick's well are, are really contenders that obviously um, they have learned a sore lesson from losing to, Neb- uh, to South Liberties in the quarter final last year. I, I'm going for the well by four, Jack.
0: Well by four. Just a one point difference there. And to round out the games, uh, also on Limit JTV on Friday night in Clahawn, Napirshig versus Kildino Palace Kenry, both sides losing. The opening round, uh, obviously, it's a must-win game for both teams. I think the Persia are still the bookies' favourites to win it out, but they won't have it easy against KP.
2: They won't, they won't, because um, Kildaremo Palace can re, you know, um, you, you know, they know what they have to do at this stage, and they're, they're they're already in a scrap. It's welcome to life at the top tier, um. Big question mark, of course, will be Willem O'Donoghue. Should Willem O'Donoghue be playing? If 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 he will, that that will make it make a huge difference. But I still think that the um, Piersic will have enough, and the will be stung by losing the first round. Jack. you know, mm. and there, there there will be fair analysis and forensic examination going on in the Piersic this week as to why and how it happened. And I think they're going to go
0: bounce back, and I'm going from the Piersic by five. The Pierce by five. I'll go one more and a pierstrick by six. The loss of William is is massive. I think it's probably one of the bigger players to lose in the entire championship, such as his influence around the midfield. But I do think they'll just have probably too much for KP and it'll be interesting to see how Kleima react because they haven't had a setback like that in a long, long time. I know they last lost county finals and lost semifinals that time, but just to be comfortably beaten by a team by for the majority of the game who will sting them and be interesting to see. How did they, they regroup put those of our games for the weekend? And uh, the versus KP on Fridays on Limit JTV, the previous night on Thursday, a hand Kilmallock is on Limit JTV, and on Sunday, Pally Brown versus there in Group Two. That really interesting game is also live on Limit JTV, so don't miss out on those games. Um, Matt, obviously, we had a, a bit of sad news during the week. Um, and you know it's never a nice part of the podcast, but have to send our condolences once more again this week. It is Jack.
2: Um, I want to send our condolences to Ellen and Kevin and Siobhan and Declan Danahar of Kilfinnan and Blackrock GA on the sad passing of their father uh, of Con Danahar, who was the the president of. Um, Black Rock GA Club and who has been buried in his native Nakaderi today. Condonaher um, was was he was the quintessential GA man. He, you know he loved everything about the GA. He started his career with, with, with his native Nakaderi and um, he, he won recognition in 1963. He was on the Limerick team that was beaten in the All Ireland final in the highest scoring I think minor final in history. Um, beaten by a Wexford team that included Tony Dorn and he later went on to um, England and he played in England and I think it was with Warwickshire that he won an All-Ireland Junior Hurling medal and um, he subsequently returned and went into the licensed trade in in Kilfin in, in and ran a very successful licensed trade business there and threw in his lot um, with with that with Blackrock first of all as a player and and then as, as as a mentor, but you know, Kandanner was a man that dedicated his his entire life to the GA, um, it was it was it was his sole interest in life. And um, he, he he was he was a man that wasn't just happy to talk about GA and talk about hurling matches, and um, he was a man that wanted to get things done in the GA, and he was like a huge figure in, in the Black Rock GA club. Even. Even during the last couple of years when his health was 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 failing. And um he Kandana was a huge loss, like and our deepest sympathy goes first of all to his family and first of, and secondly secondly to, to the Blackrock Rock GA Club and, and the Knockaderry Club, um who he both of whom he's he, he served so well, um, right up to the very end. And just as we're on that team, we'd also like to send our Sympathy to the to the Dowling family of of Kilmallock, um on the passing of Pat Dowling. Um, uh, Pat was a brother of Massey Dowling, who was a member of the 1973 All Ireland winning Limerick team. And uh, Pat won a, a county senior holding medal with with Kilmallock in 1967. He 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 was the corner forward and. Um, Huge turnout of the 1967 team at his funeral on, on Monday. we like to extend our sympathy um, to his family, his sons and his daughters, brothers and sisters, and all, uh, all the Dowling family. May they rest in peace, Jay.
0: Yeah, echo all those sentiments from our part there to the Denner and Dowling families. Um, Obviously, last week, Matt, you missed our preview show. So I might just ask you a few of your outrights for the Senior Hurling Championship, and you have the advantage of a round under your belt here. So who will be the two teams that come out of group two? You're taking your time Adair
2: and Ballet Brown.
0: Adair and Ballet Brown. So these results, this weekend's result won't make much of a difference to either team, you don't think? No. they are both belt group. Um, for what it's worth, I said Bally Brown, Munger, Tom Clancy said Bally Brown and Mona Lean. So we're all going for, for Bally Brown, but who joined them then is the other one. Um the, I, we asked about the top four, but I suppose we it'd be too easy now with results under their way. But who will be the twenty twenty three Daily Cup champions, Matt? The Mac. Yeah. Is that is that based on the first round results, or would you have said it this time a week ago?
2: I, w- I would have said it this time a week ago, Jack, and I—I I, I, I probably said it to you um, a couple of times, maybe. Um, Kilmarnock, in my opinion, did anything but justice to themselves in twenty twenty two. In the final.
0: Yeah, they—they were—they yeah. were, they were very good up to that up to that point. I know they rescued against Doon in the semis, but yeah, didn't show. And at the same time, the Pearshicks were very good in the final. I Absolutely. did say. I did say I, I think that Kilmallock would win the championship this year. Tom went from the appears to you gone going for Kilmallock. But after Patrick's well performance in round one, uh, you'll be looking at the, the team with three orders a year. How could you write you off would. a side like that? You know, you so would, you would and uh,
2: you know a huge game will be Kilmallock and, and Patrick's Well, a game not to be missed.
0: Yeah, there's just so many, so many big games to come in the Limited Championship. Mm-hmm. Um obviously the intermediate, premier intermediate, junior championships are ongoing too. But we'll take a while before we get into them. Obviously, the biggest game of the weekend is going to be in Crow Park for Limerick, ladies footballers against town. So once we, once the Intercounty is completely finished, we'll have more time to look at the the club scene. But for now, we'll just be on the senior championships. But again, this weekend, all roads lead to Croker on Sunday as Roshan Ambrose leads her side out into Crow Park as they take on Dune in the All-Ireland ladies football junior final against town at quarter 12. Not one to be missed. Um, so if you can get to Dublin again, it'll be the last trip to Dublin for the year. Guaranteed, if you can get out and support the ladies, do so. But uh, for now, Matt, a huge thank you, as always, to everyone watching in, to Nohus Men's for getting on board and sponsoring us. To everyone that gives us feedback on everything we do, whether it's good or bad. We appreciate all your feedback. Um, and as always, to you, Matt, for giving us your, your contributions. It was a bit slow to get going today with the Gremlins. They got the better of you. But a uh, uh, simple on and off of the phone managed to, to do the job for us. So, huge thank you to you, Matt, as always. To everyone watching, we'll be back soon. Thank you and good luck.
1: Thanks, Especially again, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not
2: so much control
0: in December, the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar.
1: Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she you give you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods. He yeah. <laughs> just about kept in. Oh, well, Charles Buckley. The to do that to Tommaso Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me print out there from the war court today. No more about it. made all the running. that was it. Put the ball over the bar the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there a much time? It's not simply in this game for anybody.